0: Hey, Joe. Hey. Hey, Joe. Um, so, here's the thing. I'm going to go buy you a chocolate cake. Okay. And I want you to eat the whole thing while I dress up in leather and threaten to spank you. Not verbally, but just with the way I'm standing.
1: Man, uh, you're married. Like, I don't... I'm really... No. You
0: have to eat the cake, Joe. Uh,
1: if you say so.
0: Or those piggy tails are going to come... Or I'm going to throw you... This intro is weird. (laughs) Hey, welcome back to Not Qualified, I'm Zeph. I'm Joe. I'm Zeph. (laughs) When's the last time we introduced ourselves? (laughs) Months ago? No, I think it was just a couple episodes ago. I think we introduced ourselves on Squid Game Part 1. I couldn't tell you. Or maybe it was on... Okay. What are we talking about today, Joe?
1: Today, we're talking about the hit... I don't think it was a cult cloud. I think it was well-received, right?
0: Yeah. Matilda. You know if you rearrange the letters in Matilda... You get Atlas shrugged. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um... Yeah, Matilda is a sequel to The Fountainhead by Ayn Rand, and it's a, <laughs> it's a prequel of Seven.
1: Speaking of Rand, <laughs> speaking of Rand, did you know a wheel he, of time connection? No, he's still on Spotify, but his main his main thing is um, it's just Rand. That's his name now. For all the songs that you have downloaded for Rand, it's his new name is it's just Rand. But Rand is still there. It's just different stuff. I just thought you should know that. Really?
0: Yeah. Fascinating. See, I didn't know if you were going Ayn Rand, Rand Paul, Rand for one <coughs> time, or Rand the musician. Rand so far away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seagulls. So, Matilda, we recently rewatched, and I had not seen it since middle school, probably. Yeah. I had fond memories of it, and I knew Danny DeVito directed it, which makes it weird in my yeah. in, in my head canon. Um, and so, we, we uh, watched this, mm-hmm. and... Um, Joe, what were your initial thoughts on rewatching Matilda?
1: Um, yeah, I haven't seen this movie since I don't know, I was ten, maybe. Yeah. Like, I might have seen this once before. Mm-hmm. Um, on a second, albeit fresh viewing, yeah, um, I thought it was great.
0: I thought it was phenomenal. I loved it. No, I, I the love movie holds up. I love Matilda, and it's not one. It's not a movie you revisit that you liked when you were a kid. That you're like, okay, I see how this appears. Like, yeah. this is a movie that deepens. I, I liked it better as an adult, yeah, because um, I could appreciate it. Like, not only is it a great kids' fantasy, um, but it's also really, really well done in every technical way. Like the cinematography is great. Yeah, very colorful. Um, great performances very good attention to detail I mean it yeah. was just it made me laugh out loud <coughs> multiple times uh, so funny funny movie too
1: yeah and uh, no, I thought it was a great movie I I've said this before um, my emotional tolerance when watching movies is so low yes yeah, and it still holds up when I watch this I remember we were watching this movie and I was like tearing up okay like yeah. i had to, like oh, i'm surrounded by people uh, yeah. <laughs> like just kind of like rush past it. but no it's it's a great movie there's so many moments in this movie that i was it was so sweet mm-hmm. it was just such a pleasant movie like it's obviously focusing on a lot of really heavy issues they are very exaggerated for storytelling purposes it's from the, the viewpoint of a child
0: mm-hmm. like, it's very uh, dark and uh, very dark and the whole antagonistic parents Roald doll thing yeah um, which I get that but that doesn't
1: in any way detract from any kind of scene or any of the meetings like it it plays into itself so incredibly mm-hmm. well and it does it so
0: purely yep Daniel Handler I was thinking about this so this was an adaptation of a Roald Dahl novel
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, most of which have been wildly successful yeah and um <clears throat> I was thinking as I watched this I was like I kept expecting to hear Thomas Newman score music playing and (laughs) I was wondering if Daniel Handler uh, Lemony Snicket if Mm -hmm. he was I mean I'm sure I I don't know much about him as a real guy but I'm sure that he must have been very a big rural doll fan because I read Series of Unfortunate Events nonstop as a kid and the tone of those books and and the adaptations is very similar to the tone of this movie yeah um, I think probably this movie more than any other Roald Dahl book yeah. this is a very serious of unfortunate events and mm. well vice versa but you know
1: very comically dark
0: yes and all and the adults are all the bad guys yeah there's a couple nice adults here and there but they're powerless to stop the, the real yeah. bad adults from doing what they're doing to the kids yeah really dark stuff but very good escapist fantasy for kids um, I think I was thinking about that so Matilda there's a scene in the movie where she he's taking a, a wagon full of books from the library home to read and she has the Hobbit in there as a yeah um and it's got the original Tolkien drawing on the cover and all that. and <coughs> it made me start thinking about uh just Tolkien's views on, on fairy stories and fantasies in general mm-hmm. and like escapism because he has this famous essay called On, Fa- on Fairy Stories where he it's kind of his apology it's his defense of of fantasy right yeah and this is the father of modern fantasy and he's giving a a defense of these kind of stories um, as being escapist not in a not in a bad way but in a yeah. positive sense and then also that it's a, it's appealing to that part of our human nature that wants that needs myths that yeah. needs uh, meta narratives it needs a connection to an overarching story yeah outside of ourselves um, and I think <clears throat> that was something that this movie did did well like it did really well it was very much in the vein of like there were great fantastical elements especially when she starts getting her powers um, but it does a very good job of not trying to explain anything it, this yeah. movie and, and the original story don't try to hammer you with details yeah. or um, explain the mechanics of how things work yeah. the point is the story and mm-hmm. the characters and what's happening to them um,
1: which can be such a downfall for a lot of stories when they make the explanation of any kind of um, abnormal mechanics essential to the plot
0: right when they make the, war- the yeah when they make the the mechanics or the logic yeah, essential to the trying,
1: plot. Trying to cut down the middle and make them equal. Like, there is... You're going to subtract from either because you can't uphold well-doings yeah. of both of those. At least, I haven't seen that example. Yeah. And, like, yeah, I think of, like, Tenet. That movie was just trying to explain stuff to me, and I didn't get it, but the plot was
0: so incredibly simple yeah and and that's the thing you have to do is one or the other I mean there's a lot of great hard sci-fi out there where the entire plot revolves around the mechanics yes same with I I don't know if you'd call it hard fantasy but fantasy with really intricate magic systems and worlds and and just I'm thinking Brandon Sanderson kind of stuff really hard fantasy hard sci-fi where the mechanics serve the story because they're integral yeah that's different than over explaining when you're yeah. over explaining it's when you're taking a simple concept and detracting from the story and characters because mm-hmm. you're explaining something that doesn't need to be explained yeah. um, because it's magic or whatever Yeah. Um, and, there, and there's a much limited capacity in which you can do that with a film Right,
1: right. With books, I mean, you could just keep writing. Yeah, there's an unlimited, uh, like theoretically, amount of space you could take up explaining things and making it work. And if you have somebody that's committed to fleshing all of that out and reading all of that, it can Mm -hmm. pay off incredibly well because you did enough work to show how all of it can be cohesive.
0: Yeah, and I think of that too. Like you, you either have to go all the way and explain every fantastical element or every sci-fi element, yeah, and make them intricate parts of the story and weave it together, or you have to treat both of those as just magic, mm-hmm. right? And the magic serves the story in whatever way it wants yeah. without being too plot devicey. Mm-hmm. Um, the good examples I think of is obviously um, in the fantasy fantasy category. You have Tolkien. I mean, you read yeah. The Hobbit, you read Lord of the Rings. It's never clear what Gandalf can do. Yeah. They don't explain his powers. They don't say it takes... It's not like explaining the magic system or what can happen. Everything that happens serves the story and the characters. Yeah. And you don't need to know the specifics of how it works. And then the sci-fi equivalent I would think of would be Star Trek, where <laughs> they have a lot of jargon and technical terms, but yeah. for all intents and purposes, it's magic. It doesn't really... You don't. Under, you never understand what they're talking about. They don't explain what they're talking about. You have very simple mechanics in place, like oh, you can warp, but you can't go to warp nine. That's too fast. Yeah. So, my little things like that, the rules that are your guideposts, yeah. so that when you write a story, you know what you can and can't use as yeah. a as a, a Deus Ex Machina. You know, and yeah. so
1: which is the good and safe way to do things. The yeah. more the more explanation you give to something.
0: The more likely you are to write a plot hole.
1: Yeah, the more likely you're going to use that as an obstacle for yourself. Yeah.
0: So, I think they did all that great until the the performances were really really well done. Yeah. The the kid was was good. She's weird. I don't know if she's been in anything else that I know of. But she had very weird mannerisms. The main Matilda kid, like great for this movie. Yeah. I don't think she's acted like any child actor I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, Which, for the role, was incredibly um, perfect. Yeah. Um, I want to do something. So we both love Matilda. Yeah. Um, I want to rank all the role doll like we did with Pixar. Okay. I want to rank all the Roll doll film adaptations that exist and uh, and put them in order in our personal lists. So okay. I'll pull them up. Um, there, there's not too many. I'll I'll read them first. Okay. Okay. So you got BF the BFG. Okay. Okay, you've got, of course, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. You've got okay. um, <clears throat> Fantastic Mr. Fox. Okay. Um, James and the Giant Peach. Matilda. And that's it. i I say Matilda 2022 film? Yeah, apparently they're remaking Matilda.
1: Fascinating.
0: Um, Is it animated? Oh, the musical.
1: Oh. Oh, interesting.
0: There's also okay. There's the old BFG and the new BFG. Yeah, so, okay. Um, and there's one other film that is not included here, but I'm going to include. Okay. Um, so, let me tell you what that is. I think it'll be both of our number one adaptation. But I'm going to start with my list first, okay? And I'll go from okay. bottom to top. Okay. So, bottom, easily, is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. That movie, I hate that movie as compared to the original. <laughs> <laughs> the Johnny Depp one yeah okay, compared well, where to where do original... you think Wonka would go with
1: Timothy Chalamet do oh I don't you think that would care. shoot to the bottom I don't care well we're gonna watch it for this All, but okay
0: so and then above that BFG I, the Steven Spielberg one I don't really remember it but I know I saw it yeah so I, it was fine yeah and then above that's James and the Giant Peach yeah okay I watched that in school that's a, that's mm-hmm. a good one and then Matilda. I love Matilda. Okay. And then number one is Willy Wonka, the original yeah. Willy Wonka. I would keep the same list.
1: I haven't seen the BFG, so I would obviously mm-hmm. omit that. I, and
0: I did not – I have not seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, so I didn't rank that one. I haven't either, and I feel guilty for it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I've so, only seen, like, two Wes Anderson movies, actually, which I yeah. – feel like people would stone me for.
1: We'll watch Fantastic Mr. Fox after we watch Grave of Fireflies. How about that?
0: Okay. <laughs> <Hope> that there's <laughs> nobody out there that watched that and has been waiting.
1: Then whenever we get to it, I don't
0: know. So give oh, me your ranking. I would be the same ranking. The I, same Charlie and
1: Chocolate Factory, I wasn't yeah. crazy about it when I watched it. I'm like, It's hey, fine. It's fine. It's just, care. it it's felt weird. I grew up watching Willy Wonka.
0: Chocolate yeah. Factory, and I really enjoyed and that's it. And it's a much better film.
1: It's a much better film. It has such... Interesting themes and narratives that it's playing off of constantly throughout the movie, and it's just a fascinating piece of yes. cinema because it's so weird. It just the whole story behind the movie is uh, yeah, like how it even weird. got made, yeah. is strange. And this one, it just felt like trying to recapture fascination like, with the story and just doing in, it in a very
0: cheap. Tim, uh, Tim Burton Tim Burton just going off the rails Tim
1: Burton being Tim Burton and making a movie that, and that
0: was the movie's detriment I think where yeah. in the original it was good because of the contrast yeah. the outside world is normal normal house normal yeah. crappy life and then you go in and it's fantastical and wonderful but in the Tim Burton one even in the outside everything's tilted and strange and dark yeah. and twisty and so you go in the factory and there's nothing else yeah. different
1: but then you look at like Batman. I think Tim Burton's Batman was
0: it's phenomenal.
1: Was great. Yeah. You cuz you're you're not playing off of, oh, like
0: there is no entry in, into a fantasy entry world. Into, you're you're living in the fantasy. Yeah.
1: Um so Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I haven't seen BFG. Yeah, James and the Giant Peach, Matilda, Willy will 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 Wonka on top. Yeah, okay. okay, so I have one other
0: that's not included in the technical adaptations. Uh, I
1: think I know what you're going to say, but I And I think everything.
0: it's going to be both of our number ones gremlins
1: yeah <laughs> it wasn't Dahl. what i thought you were gonna say oh, what do you think i was gonna say i forget who did um alice in wonderland
0: oh that was uh yeah that was um lewis carroll lewis carroll Gosh. um so yeah, gremlins <laughs> is so good gremlins is is one of my favorite movies yeah but there, roald Dahl has a book called the gremlins and uh it was kind of based on his experience as an RAF pilot in World War II, mm-hmm. um, they had stories about the little gremlins that would mess with the engines and, and cause yeah. planes to work. And so he wrote a book <coughs> about little gremlin creatures where they cause mischief, they mess with things, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they were an inspiration for gremlins. The reason it's not an adaptation is because they didn't adapt the original story. They just took the idea of the monsters. Oh, of just the, gremlins, of gremlins and
1: mischief. Okay.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, even the creatures, I think, look pretty similar. I mean, I think it's definitely grit, like Roald Dahl's gremlins idea yeah. but they just didn't adapt his book yeah. so it's not an adaptation so that would be my number one. Oh, I agree alright any last thoughts on Matilda uh
1: no I just thought it was just a phenomenal film yeah um, me too I wish it was, I was, was it
0: go ahead who,
1: di- who directed this one again Danny DeVito Danny DeVito that's right yeah directed it narrated it starred in it um And welcome our surprise caller, Lucas Foster. Are you doing your uh, podcast yeah, right you now? Yeah, you get to be on. What Lucas, Lucas, what would you rank Matilda? <laughs> Matilda, never saw it, but I heard it was real disturbing. I'll put that around a 48. Thanks for calling. <laughs> <That is. laughs> I would probably put this at like a 26.
0: Okay, I was going to say 16. Okay. So, sick. Sick, nasty. I'm you.